Hey kids, welcome to episode 60 of Piercing the Veil. Every time we come round one of these 10 anniversaries, I find it harder and harder to believe that we've been actually doing this for this long. But here we are. Um, but before we get started properly, um, we do have Steve and Tiff around the microphone who will say hello shortly. Hey. Hi, Tiff. Oh, hi, Tiff. Um, but we do have a, a, a bit of a sombre announcement to make because we do have one team member who's been with us since the very beginning who isn't with us anymore, and that is uh, Bo, our faithful Border Collie, who sadly passed away on July the 4th. Um, she was with us for, I think, every recording that we've done. Yeah, she was. Even if she was outside the door, she had to be let in. Yes, and she would sometimes add her own commentary. Now, that is the bad news, and we will miss Bo, um, her presence. Uh, we do, however, have a new member of the team in... Our 17-week-old German Shepherd puppy, Harley Quinn, who you might hear grunting in the background. She is going to be our regular team member. She is a member of the family, and everybody who sees her basically adores her, and she knows it. Yes, you're also a drama llama. Thank you. So, without further ado, um, rest in peace, uh, Bo. Welcome, Harley, and let's get going. Which one of you two cut-ups wants to go with their section first this time? I will, because okay. I went to Paris. Oh, oh, oh. That's right. This is our first location set report yes. from Gay Paris and the Tim Burton exhibition. Yes, it was a short trip to Paris. We flew out at about six o'clock. I can't get closer because of Harley. Can I suggest putting Harley down? No, Harley wants to be head height to everybody. Carry were on. You, were you going to bite my pyro? Carry on. Was she going to go for my byron? Yeah. Hallie, we expect better than that. So it was a short trip to Paris. We flew out at about half past six in Manchester Thursday night. We arrived into Paris at about 11 o'clock that night. And we had a full day Friday and then it was back to Manchester the following Saturday. Okay, we... so we've got your itinerary. Tell us about the exhibition. <laughs> this is why we're here. So I was a bit worried. Well, I wasn't worried, but I was a bit like, oh, am I going to be able to find this exhibition? I hope it's at least signposted or something, and it's not something that's kind of like in a building that you've kind of just got to work your way around sort of thing, oh. like try and find it. But it was signposts everywhere, and it was actually a pop-up one, and it was a massive monster Excuse from the me. outside. From the outside, it was a massive face of a monster. What monster? What film? N no, just his drawing. Okay. Yeah, down she goes. 
didn't now think then, he, I didn't carry think on. he wanted to be up. Carry carry on. Um so it was a black monster with tentacles coming out of its head, one eyed, and you went through the mouth. And obviously being in France, the whole um rules and everything was said in French, so I took the woman aside and I said I'm really sorry, but we only speak English. Could you please restate what you had just said? Um, unfortunately, that her she admitted that her English wasn't great and said that basically the rules are um, that you can't can take pictures because it's not copyrighted. Okay. Which I thought was a bit odd because every other exhibition you're not really supposed to take photos. So I was like, all right, okay. Didn't question it or anything. So off we go. Did you do some gorilla pho- photography? Gorilla. Yes. I don't mean, you know, King Kong. I mean, sneaky. Well, no, I didn't have to be sneaky because she said I could take photos. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She said nothing's copyrighted, so I could take photos. Okay. Halfway through the exhibition, apparently, that was not the case. It is copyrighted and I shouldn't be taking photos. But I just went, sorry, I'm English. So what did you see? So, to begin with, you go into another mouth of a monster one that he's drawn and you get told to pick a door because it's a unique experience every time you go there you'll go through a different door so you see different artworks from tim burton it's a maze in a way so if you go through door one you need to carry on going through door one until you reach the end of the exhibition and then there was when we first went in i'm trying to think what was it the main movies they hit with the uh, models and everything was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Sweeney Todd, Frank and Weenie, Corpse Bride, Batman, and Nightmare Before Christmas. No Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, that was, they, those were the main ones. And and then every door one, you'd get a little room where you'd see his main artwork and statements from other people. It was just... Were they in English, though? Yes. Okay. Yes, I could read all the statements and stuff from him. He'd actually signed the mouth of the monster as you walked in as well, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it was just really interesting to actually be able to go to a Tim Burton exhibition because most of his exhibitions are somewhere in Japan or America. What was the best thing that you saw in the exhibition? What Was there one thing that you saw and you thought, wow, that's really better than I thought it would be? And was there anything that you saw and you thought, yeah, you know what, I thought that would be more impressive? Uh, no, my, he did not let down my exhibitions. Uh, exhibitions. What's the word? Expectations. Thank you. At all. There was no bit this that I was... This is why I'm in charge. You're not in charge. There was no point of that that I was a bit like, oh, that could have been better. I think the only part that I was like, oh, was when I reached the end. And I was like, oh, it's over with. When you said you could take different doors, did you get to see the whole thing or would you have to go back out and start again and choose a different door? You'd have to go back and choose a different door. And did you do that? No, because you're only allowed... You'd have to buy another ticket. Oh. So, really, you might have only seen a third of it? Exactly. Oh. But you could have opened the doors and just had a quick look. Did you? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, what did you miss out on? It was just little drawings that he had with within frames and some of his original sketchbook work. Were you tempted to put any down your top or anything and run away? Very tempted to, yes. Did they have any merchandise or anything for sale? Like? Yes. So towards the end of the exhibition, you went straight into the merchandise store. Uh, that's where I got a tote bag, a T-shirt, a... But we've seen none of these. You had seen the T-shirt. The day that we came back, I was wearing it. And I said, do you like my T-shirt? And you went, no, because I said something to you. <laughs> so I had shown you. Um, uh, what else did I buy? Water bottle, a sketchbook, a tote bag, a T-shirt. And Sean bought a badge collection from him and some original artwork from him. I don't know if it's original. I think it could have been a print, actually. Very probably. I think it's a print. So would you recommend it? Yes, there's actually one going to be in Italy. And are you going to Italy to take another door? This one is not the same exhibition. So this one is a different one. Okay. So I am tempted to go over to Italy to go see that exhibition. Wow. Carbon footprint much? Well, it's not my fault he doesn't do anything in the UK. Come on, Tim Burton. Sort yourself out. Um, right. Streaming. What have you streamed? Oh, I've got some recommendations for you. a lot of streaming. A lot of streaming. Prime have recently um, put out a lot of good movies, but my main ones are from Disney+. Plus. There's one called True Story with... James Franco in it and oh I can't remember the other guy's name hang on let me just check talk amongst yourselves whilst I'm looking no we like awkward silences I, I can't remember I can never remember his um... well I have seen some stuff on streaming I've seen two movies one was called The Outlaws which was oh, yeah. kind That's of a... on Netflix. Yes, it is. I've watched about half of it. Why only half? Um, I'm pretty sure I had to go do something. I couldn't remember what. Um, you know, a, a guy is going to marry into a family. He He's a bank manager. Um, but he, the family he's marrying into are actually burglars. Yeah. Who specialise in bank heists. And the would-be father-in-law is Pierce Brosnan. And he, he just plays that kind of part as effortlessly as he played James Bond. And I thought he did so well. I mean, all in all, that was a film that I thought was worthy of a, a cinema release. And I think this is a trend that I'm spotting where films coming straight to streaming are of cinema quality. I would have... I would have gone to Cineworld to see that. The one thing I find with streaming is <clears throat> I love the movies and I'm fine with Star Trek and Star Wars series. But when it's when it's even superhero series or other things that I do on streaming, I manage to start the series 
but I never managed to finish it. Like, I'm watching The Boys, and I didn't even finish season one, I think, on streaming. But on disc, I can watch it fine. Hmm. So do, do either of you find with streaming that you, you'll start a series, but you don't actually I have yet to it? finish FUBAR. Not at all. I and do not have that problem. I should be. I should have finished that easily, because it's pretty much in the vein of True Lies, and it has Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger in it. I I should have been all over that, but I can't even remember how many uh, of the episodes I've seen. Um, I think what it is for you and me, psychologically. If we've gone out and we've bought the discs, we've made a commitment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. I think that that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but yet, things like uh, Picard, I've enjoyed all three seasons. Um, this week, we saw the last episode of the second season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which I, I will hold on to what I said at the end of season one, that this is the best Star Trek since the original series. Um, despite them having a musical episode, episode nine out of the ten episode season, that I should have hated, because I, I really don't do musicals that much. I made an exception for once more with feeling on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but a Star Trek musical. Who would sit down and watch I that? I don't really like when they try and put musicals into TV series. Well, this worked quite yeah. well. They've done it a few times with Grey's Anatomy, and I'm just like, I don't like it. It was a subspace anomaly that made them all start singing during when they were tense or emotional. Mm. You, you and can, it worked quite well. You can buy it in Star Trek or Buffy where you have an anomaly or something supernatural. But I think the in a series here like Grey's Anatomy, where you where it's like a, it's a serious series, isn't it? Yeah. And you burst out into songs. No. Just doesn't work. Isn't it about a hospital or something? It is. It's a drama about a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Very good and drama. They were they were singing while they were operating. It was Yeah. At some points, yeah. It was just, it didn't What's work for me. No, it's his kidney. I think it's a liver. No, but do you know what I do want to ask? Where is my drink? You said Hi. you'd have a cold drink ready for me. So parched. <laughs> you did say that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Steve is going to take a quick time out from behind the mic. Um, so, yes, we've got Jonah Hill and Jonah we've got Hill James, James Franco. Franco. Uh, the movie is called True Story and it is about Jonah Hill. Is Hill's... it a true story? It is a true story, yeah. Okay. It's about... Um, so, Jonah Hill plays a writer for New York Times and he's called Michael Finkel and that's his true name. Well, in real life. Not Jonah Hill's true name. Do you get what I mean? He's playing the role of Michael Finkel. Thank you. Who Hello. is a real person. Oh, you can't come up. Just, no, you can't come up. You're just annoying. Yes, you are, you are a bit of a nuisance. I know it's your debut show and everything, Harley. She's just a bit too excited. <laughs> yes, you are. And it's your voice. 
we no, keep telling not. Tiff it's, not my it's voice. her high pitched annoying pitch. Boop. Anyway. And the fact that she boops the dog's nose. <laughs> Carry on. And then Jonah Hill. No, no, no. Thank you. Jonah Hill is the writer. Yeah. He's forged a bit of a story because instead of he goes to Africa to by make, saying that he's made one up. No, uh, kind of. Yeah. He instead of saying that the people from Africa, one person from Africa, down. Stay. Thank you. One person from Africa. That's not funny. It's because Ellie just full up rugby tackled me after asking her to sit down. Ow. Anyway, um, he goes to Africa to make a story about the life over there. And instead of saying that it was just from one person's life experience, he's actually used several stories from several different people's lives. But he just made it sound like it came from all one person. Um, and then in the meantime, James Franco had allegedly killed all his family and gone to basically travel and hide. And he used his So he identity. was on the run, in other yeah, words. thank you. On the run. And he went to... Travel and hide. Travel and hide. Um, he used... Jonah Hill's identity, which is Michael Finkel, finds this out and goes to see him in prison because at this point he has been caught and now he's in prison and he's writing a story about him and how it wasn't actually him that killed his family. And you would recommend it? Definitely recommend it. It's a very good movie. Stephen. Right. What else have you seen? Oh, I give the book to Stephen now. Stephen. Well, I haven't finished telling you what I've been watching on streaming. Oh, well, you kind of made that awkward yes. silence, so... Well, I've I seen a documentary called The Deepest Breath, which I recommended to you, and you said that you were going to watch, but I don't believe that you have. No, I think I've forgotten about it. Yeah. I've been watching Ginny and Georgia. That's really good. What's that? It is about um, a woman with a daughter. There's also a son, but... He's not quite in the main role. A woman who a has a daughter. daughter who is also a son. Has a son. Oh, okay. About a mother and daughter, they keep moving around and the mother's past is questionable. She's killed people and done all sort of bad things but has kept it from her children and now the daughter's finding out about what she's been doing. Ah, so, Fubar with females. Fubar? Yes. What's that? The Arnold Schwarzenegger series. Oh, um, deepest breath. Ginny and George was first though. It's about free diving, where oh, you yeah. dive as deep as you possibly can on one breath. Is that on Netflix? Are you going to open that can in front of the mic? Uh, well, Stephen, give me a can that's not opened. Can you point it away from the mic? You're a bit fussy today. Well, no, the mic is actually a delicate piece of electrical equipment, and if that spits everywhere. Why would it spit we could have a problem. Well, it depends how gentle Steve has carried it into the study. I'm assuming pretty gentle. Stephen's yeah. a gentle soul. Uh, and, and, you know, you're clumsy. Um, and it's all about the world record dives and the training for it, how it happens 
in uh, you know these coasts off Africa and Australia, but the photography on it is absolutely stunning. Oh yeah, it's it's well well worth watching. I mean, you, you know, these people are holding their breaths for several minutes, and they have no oxygen. They go down as deep as they can. That's only halfway. They have to oh, get back up again. Yeah, that is true. And I, I just found the whole thing really, really interesting. But I, I loved the photography as well. Mm. Is that on Netflix? It is. It is. It is. I just found it by accident because I was um, going through, I think, Facebook and somebody mentioned that they'd seen it and, you know, how stupid it all was and why would anybody do this? And I thought, well, if it's people doing stupid things, I want to see that. I was fascinated. <laughs> um, Steve? Um, I've, you could call it streaming, but it's been on disc. Um, but it originated on streaming. I've been watching The Boys. Okay. Um, that is streaming, though. It is. Is it streaming if he's watching it on disc? No, but it was originated from So streaming. we're counting it as streaming. Yeah. We're counting it as There streaming. we go. Which is basically what would happen if you had heroes more in like the real world and if the government actually owned Superman. Yeah. It, it, it's... I thought it was okay the first time I was streaming, but again, like I said earlier with streaming, I have a difficulty with some series actually keeping on watching them because I seem to lose interest. Whereas on disc, I'm enjoying it a lot more this time around. I like the first episode. It's really good. <laughs> um, I've really taken to like the character of Homelander, who's basically he's Superman, attitude. isn't he? Yeah, it's quite funny that they take, um, they rip off the like original superheroes. But that 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 and the only other series I've been watching has been the Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated series. Okay. Uh, I've it, tried that many times, but I haven't got through it. it. Each time I try it, it gets better. Uh, the furthest I've got into is about four seasons. Oh. And it, I'm it, talking about four episodes here. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've got four seasons in. Yeah. And the the places they go, like they give characters like General Grievous a full background. They, it's regarded as canon, yeah? It's canon. Okay. The um, in the Mandalorian, that means it counts, Tiff. In what? Mandalorian, if it's canon, it counts. What do you mean it counts? It's like part of the movie series. And what's canon? That's the fact the... that it counts. See, so it's the... not the digital camera. No, dear, no, uh. no, no. See, there are there are um, Star Trek novels like uh, Star Wars. Sorry, novels like. Splinter of the Mind's Eye, yeah. which you know millions of people have read, but it's not canon. It's not really part of the series. It's made up stuff. Whereas the Clone Wars actually fits in between the films, oh, okay. and it it counts. It's part of the actual yeah. official history. I've never heard the term canon before. Oh, never heard somebody use that either. Oh. Anyway, um, well, I'm glad to educate you. I'm here to elevate you. Do you know what a pend is? A pend? Yeah. I hope it's not rude. It's not. 
But do you know what do it you is? you mean append? Append. A-double-P-E-N-D? Yes. Yes, to attach something to something. Okay, yeah, fine, doesn't matter. Somebody used that in an email and I had to Google it and I was just like, why can't we just use normal English? <laughs> it is normal English. It isn't. Not, not from around here, it's not. Append. Oh, good grief. Why couldn't she just say amend? Because amend is to change something. Yeah, but that's what she meant, to change a document. No, append is where you stick something to oh, something well, or add I something to it. Googled it and it said to, to mend a document. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, back to Clone Wars. Um, the fall of Mandalore, the Mandalorian homeworld, all happened in the Clone Wars. Does it? Yeah. All that story arc all happens in the Clone Wars. So a lot of the things that are happening in the series actually happen in the animated series. That's where Bo-Katan and all those actually come into it. All right. Because I believe Katie Sackhoff actually voices Bo-Katan in the animated series. Okay. So it actually plays... And it's also where Ashoka Tano... Yeah. ...who is the feature of the new Star Wars series coming out next week... Yeah. ...on Disney... (laughs) I have some catching up to do. You have a lot of catching up to do. um, When was the last Star Wars thing that you watched then? Mandalorian Season 2. Obi-Wan? No. Book of Boba Fett? No. Whose child are you? They try and do it. You only watched Mandalorian because you had COVID. So you can't even start with me on that one. You were late to the game already. They try and do it so that in the films (laughs) with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, there's a line that they haven't actually met um, General Grievous until Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So what they do is, in the animated series, they do different things so that they don't actually see each other in the series. They don't actually meet until... Oh, right, I see. So, would you recommend it? Oh, definitely. It's it's a it's an important part of Star Wars if you're watching it all of it. Okay. Um, games. Start your section. Disney Dreamlight Valley. Which you never said you had. Yeah, you never told us you bought that. I hadn't bought it. Right before we go on and into this, somebody's going to have to explain to our listener who might not have Disney Dreamlight Valley well, what Disney Dreamlight Valley is. Don't insult our listener. <laughs> Come back. Loser. The child knows not what she says. <laughs> so, um, Steve. Dreamlight Valley is basically a what's referred to as a life simulator where it's not really a... A game as such where you have objectives and missions to complete. You're more living in a virtual world. Like The Sims. Yeah, like The Sims. Animal Crossing. Crossing. Stardew Valley. All my favourite games. That I've really been that interested in. How dare you? Um, Are you you trying to escape reality, Tiff? Yes, always. (laughs) Okay. It's not a series. Good. (laughs) <laughs> These life simulation ones I've never been that interested in because I didn't really see <gasps> the point of But with having Disney characters, I thought this could be this could work. 
What gets me with it is the day and night cycle that actually matches the time of day. Yes. And how... The weather always matches yeah. as well. And Happens in Animal Crossing too. And also the... So wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you not understanding? So if you switch on the game and you start playing at about nine o'clock at night... It's night time. It's night time there and it's gradually going to get dark. Yes. Yeah. And if it's raining outside... It's raining there. It's raining in there. Isn't that cool? Mind blown. <laughs> Animal Crossing has done it before as well, though. How do they match the weather? Basically, they would take the a forecast, for example, of the area... And because all but to do that worldwide, you. they're always tracking. It's always you. tracking. It's always online. Yeah, it's online. It's tracking you. Knows your area. And the the characters in the game are all interacting with each other. So are they talking about you behind your back? Oh, maybe. Basically, they're talking, interacting, doing different things. So it's it's not a lifeless world at all. And they're still, they haven't even, they're nowhere near finished stopping adding to it. I mean, it's still in early access. It isn't fully out yet. I started playing, <coughs> but then, you know, bow and... Yeah. So I need to get back into it. I think I've got a shabby little house. Oh, I upgraded mine twice. So um, no longer shabby. But I'll be playing it a lot more now, so I'll be able to overtake you and, you know, have my own castle or something. I've already unlocked the castle. Um, so, you and I would be able to link up our machines and play it? You'll be able to when that feature comes out. Okay. Because at the moment... But Loser over here wouldn't because she plays on a different no, system. No, I would be able to because PC can usually play with a lot of other games as well. Depends mm. what the set things are on the actual... I'm not a loser. Depends You're what the settings are on the You're game itself. You're a loser. Yeah. Uh, what permissions, because some you can cross-play, others you can't. Cross-play okay. is when you can play from a PlayStation to a Nintendo to a PC to an Xbox. I thought you were going to play it on your Nintendo or something to begin with. I was thinking of it, and then I got a PC and Sean bought me on the PC. Okay. My new Switch PC. What's coming? Uh, there's a Beauty and the Beast um, area coming. I've also read that they're changing it for September and October to be more in themed with Halloween. Halloween. So you'll have more like pumpkins or that yeah. things around. So I'm guessing they'll probably do the same Christmas time. I will well. be in Disney for Halloween. I'm guessing they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So I'm guessing they'll be. They're basically perpetually adding different things, small tweaks here, small tweaks there, sometimes big patches, sometimes not. And what's your take on all this? I hadn't been on it for a little while because I was doing Dogfest. I had a stall in Dogfest on Anglesey. But Boomer broke my gazebo because he ran. Through, well, tried to run through the fabric 
and ripped the fabric to get to another dog and then somebody passed us and he tried to get to that other dog as well but bent the pole so that's gone in the bin now anyway long story short i really enjoy it oh that's your whole review of it well it had because I wasn't on an, on it for a while. It had a massive update to do, but I can't actually see the difference because it's the forgetting story. It's the forgetting storyline, and you have to be much further in for that even to kick off. Huh? The actual story that goes on about the forgetting in Dreamlight Valley. Yeah. To get some of these things, it's not going to be there straight away you have to progress through it yeah i'm progressing through it this is like once you've done everything that's there yeah then it unlocks what does that have to do with an update because they're putting new features into the game fine anyway the update took a while but i was on it just before i came here actually and i've upgraded my house i have a few quests to do for mickey Scrooge, Goofy, uh, yeah, that's it. Now then, cinema. We've had a busy little month. We have. So far. We have seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which was a far better end to the franchise than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, despite it not being directed by Steven Spielberg, it still felt to me Spielbergian. Did he at least cast his eye on it? Yeah, of course he did. Okay, well maybe that's why it's still... Um, we have also seen Meg 2. Documentary. It's not a documentary. Well, it's a documentary if you believe that... Uh, you can take a walk on the bottom of the Marianas Trench, several miles underwater, without being uh, crushed by the pressure. Um, that Jason Statham can basically stop a shark dead with one foot. Uh, <laughs> giant octopus can rise from the depths of the Marianas Trench and not be crushed under the pressure. Um, he would burst open like a ripe melon. Um, you know, there, there are so many things that I could say about it. Basically, I've been watching a lot of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, an old 1960s series that helped kick me onto science fiction back in the day. Um, produced by Irwin Allen, who went on to uh, Lost in Space, uh, Time Tone, stuff like that, Land of the Giants. And it does come from the Irwin Allen School of Science. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I found it entertaining. Leave your brain at the door. Just go and sit. Let the escapism just wash over you. It's fun. If you want to go there saying, you that's not possible, stay the hell out because it's not for you. Um, it's about as feasible from a physics point of view as any fast and furious stunt. <laughs> um, but we don't go there to learn life lessons or get a deep philosophy, we go there for fun, to escape an increasingly miserable and dour world. And on that kind of score, 
it does well. Now, as far as cinema is concerned, this is the month that something happened that really shouldn't have, but it did. In a moment of weakness and being subject to extreme, and I mean extreme, emotional manipulation. I think you're being a bit dramatic. I agreed to accompany daughter Tiffany... Hello. ...to a film. That film, and it hurts me to say this, was Barbie. Barbie! I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. That's enough of that now. <laughs> um, Tiffany actually used... Yes, I'm full naming you. Wow. Tiffany actually used... Um, a strategy that went something like... You always go to yes. the cinema with Stephen. You never do anything with me. Yes, I did. And worst of all, she said, if you don't like it and I like it, think what a cool podcast. I mean, think about the podcast. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and you, so sir, are a schmuck. Tiffany and schmuck. Steve yep. and Sean and I went over to Cineworld to see Barbie. the pink explosion that is Barbie. Now, I'm not sure what I was expecting. I think what I was expecting was something like Disney's Enchanted, where one of their princesses finds herself in the real world and the real world is nothing like, you know, the Disney world. There is an element of that. But what the film concerns itself with, um, existentialism. And I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Barbie questions her own existence. Why does she exist? Why is she suddenly thinking about death? Why can't everything always be perfect? As she comes to the real world to find out, and blah, 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 in the meantime... Ken and his friends take over Barbie world and it becomes a patriarchal society overruling a matriarchal society which it used to be and then it's a hit me over the head with a club repeatedly lesson of why can't we all just get along <laughs> so I found the first hour bearable and there's some clever parts in it, because parts of it were done straight-faced but over the top, a lot like the 1960s Batman, that kind of camp humour. But the problem with that kind of camp humour is it tends to burn itself out quite quickly. The third quarter of this two-hour film, I found... This is beginning to get a bit trying. And by the th the end of the film, the final quarter, and the ramming home mercilessly and repeatedly of the message, I, I, 
I could not wait for it to end. If you had that film at an hour and a half and you cut half an hour away from it, easy. Yeah. It wouldn't have been that bad. I'm... But that final half hour, I would say... The entire, th- all the scenes, I'd say, especially the final part, mm. it got way too preaching. Kind of, and I don't believe I'm saying this about a Barbie film, dark. It's like. It's a dark yeah. existentialist Barbie film. Yeah. And shortly, we're, we're going to hand the mic over to our Barbie expert and coordinator. No, coordinator, <laughs> um, correspondent. So, Tiff, yes. tell us where we're going wrong on this. See, I really enjoyed it for the fact that I knew it was going to be Margot Robbie casting, or like the main star in it, and I love all the movies. Ryan Gosling, he... I, Ryan Gosling... I have mixed feelings about him. I think he was trying too hard in some areas. Um, I still haven't seen a film of his that I've really liked. Drive. I didn't make it all the way through that. Didn't I didn't you? make no. it all the way through that either. Didn't you? No. no. I find him incredibly oh. dull. He was dull in Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, was it Blade Runner 2049 or something? <coughs> it's a hard one because the movie itself was funny um, to begin with. I don't really think it's a children's movie. But yeah, a lot there of children are There were parts of it there. that could have been. I think it's one kids. of those like Shrek that you've got adult humour in it. But... Yeah, again, to go back to that point, Batman in the sixties was I was I was six, and you know, to a six-year-old, it's the greatest action thing we had ever seen. Mm. It had everything. Um, you watch it in your teens and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe I ever watched this. And you watch it then as an adult and you think, oh, I see what you're doing there. That's, whoa, how'd they get away with this? How did I not see that when I was six? When I was younger, I watched the Barbie movies. Yeah, oh god. Yeah, do you remember? Yes, yes. Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Rapunzel, The Magic of Pegasus. The main one I remember Um, is Nutcracker, which I think was the first one because that was on repeat. Oh my god, do you remember how much, how many times that was on? I've, I've actually never watched that because I always used to leave the room. Why did you leave the room? Because Why don't you just want to sit with me and spend time with your daughter? Your because only my daughter, daughter, I suspected at the time and still do now, would put that on to get me to leave the room. <laughs> Why would I do that? You tell me, child. You tell me. Why would I do that? The princess so, and the pauper. Oh, gee. Yeah, so it was very different to those movies, and I kind of think that some kids would expect that movie. Could be. It could is a be. possibility. But um, aren't those movies a bit old and out no, of No, they're still print going. Now. They're still they? going. Yeah. What are I they just, working on now? Then? I don't know. There's been a lot of them, and I I haven't followed it. I kind of lost interest. That's not like you. Mm. I like the originals. 
the OGs. The original guys. Yes. And so I did enjoy the movie. Some parts of the singing and dancing, I was like, yeah, this is getting boring. And yet towards the end, I was losing the will to live. I don't understand. And this is from a critical point of view. How that film is the one that seems to have saved the cinema. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Mission Impossible. Fantastic stunts. A little bit overlong. A little bit overblown. Very long dialogue exposition. We're, um, you know, interspersed with very long stunt sequences. See, I enjoyed Mission Impossible, but I'd say that this last one yeah. is my least favourite of them. Even Bef- more than the first? Yeah. Okay. Because the first one, everything in this one just seems overlong. Yeah. See, I think that this summer we've had a perfect storm of that weekend because the previous weekend, Mission Impossible opened, highly anticipated. And then, in a move that I, I felt sure would backfire, Oppenheimer and Barbie opened. And those three films were practically all that was playing at Cineworld. Yeah. Mm. See, I think the long wait for Barbie, the amount of trailers that have gone out, and yes, I agree that you know other films do it as well, but I think that it's more directed to women. Women are going out to see it either with their friends or they're dragging along. <laughs> their fathers. Yes. And their brothers husbands and stuff yeah. and then the schmucks that will just follow along sorry well <laughs> okay so you do one good thing for her and you're a schmuck, you're a schmuck. It's, it's like the thing is it's like it's been reported that the haunted mansion film isn't doing well in the box office here's the thing though a haunted staggered mansion staggered release it's a staggered release and that film should be released during late, Halloween, late September, October time. It's it's, the it's wrong like month. when they released Grinch in summer. It, it, remember it's a the, bad move. The I remember Grinch? that, and it wouldn't work. No, and I don't understand why they want to do it. Who would want to watch a Christmas movie in the middle of summer? Unless you're a psycho. Well, I do believe that Gremlins was also a summer release. Really? Yes, back in the eighties. Why though? I don't know. Just like just like when they released the Shazam movie, and that first one is a Christmas movie. The entire thing's set at Christmas. Iron Man three. Yeah. Christmas movie. I don't really see Iron Man three as a Christmas movie. You don't even see De- um, Die Hard as a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, I do. I just say it to annoy you. Oh. <laughs> it's really funny because then I got Stephen to say it. <laughs> you are a tiresome child. <laughs> now, speaking of tiresome children, and Steve. Wow, that's rude. Why? Because you're singling me out. No. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm singling Stephen out. Yeah. Well, you're insinuating that I'm the tiresome child. No, I'm insinuating he's the tiresome child. No, you're not. When you listen to this again, you'll see I'm right. But you said, talking about tiresome children and Steve. Yes. That makes it sound like you're excluding Steve from the tiresome children. No, it, it puts does. him right in the bracket. Because Steve 
is 32 before we record the next show. 32. Yeah. And... Middle age. Since he was about four, he has gone on... And on. And on. And on 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 and on. All right. That I went to see Jurassic Park without him. When he was about 18 months old. Wow, who would want to take an 18 months old? Not me, that's for certain. No. And for his birthday movie this year, a couple of days after his birthday, we are going to a revival screening of Jurassic Park. About time. You would have not noticed what was going on. He would have probably cried. made a lot of noise and made a lot of people that unhappy. Is... Whoa, 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 whoa. No. You would have made a lot of noise. He could have possibly made a lot of noise. That is the one... He was very quiet the That's the one film, I think, that I really want to see in the cinema. So we're going to go and take him to see it. And that'll finally put the last... Well, at least 28 years I've been listening to this crap. Well... To bed. Well, there'll just be another thing. Like what? I don't know, he'll find something. But before that, tomorrow afternoon, we are doing a Piercing the Veil research road trip. And we are going to see... And we've not done that since the Margot Robbie movie. Called Barbie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one too. Which one were you thinking? You were thinking Birds of Prey. Yeah. <laughs> Did you forget its longer title? Which nobody ever says. No, I can't remember it. Uh, what is it? And uh, the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Which. No film, one remembers. Which basically the film, I just did. The film. Failed. No one except you, of course. You. The, yes. The film completely tanked because nobody liked the title and no one knew what it meant. So they changed it to the... Really, they should have just called it Harley Quinn. What was wrong with that? That's actually what they did in the end, is they just changed it in cinemas just as Harley Quinn and that's when people went to go and see it. Yeah, but they called it Birds of Prey. It was just on the site listing. Anyway. So they should have just called it Harley Quinn and End of Day. Harley Quinn and End of Day? That, like, end of discussion. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, you gave me a headache, child. So those are the next movies we are going to see. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Already filmed once, as in Eddie Murphy vehicle. I like that one. I don't mind that one at all. It's not bad. And I will, I will, I will actually, as a Piercing the Veil exclusive, reveal this. Last year, I lost the website um, due to some... Uh, I'm trying not to swear. Um, incompetence on the hands of my um, hosts who didn't provide the uh, service that I was paying them for. Um, I've now got a new site, and there will indeed be a Shocktober again this year. 
And the one Shocktober title that I will give away is that somewhere in October I will be covering that original Haunted Mansion movie. Can I choose a film that you have to review? Uh, the 13 have been chosen. By? Me. Well, can't I choose one? Um, we will discuss that off the air, in case okay. it's already in there. Fine. Um, if I can't do it this year, I'll do it next year. But I haven't chosen one yet. I haven't thought you, one. D- you haven't got one in mind? No. So why are you bringing this up? Just wondering if I can You're choose one. You're just doing this to be difficult. No, I'm not. I want to choose one and then you have to difficult. write about it. Um, so there will be a Shocktober, except it will be starting not on the 1st of October, but a few days later because we are going to Disney in Paris Disney! to visit the actual Haunted Mansion. Um, now then... Young people, young people. Disney, Disney, Disney. Our next uh, recording, um, I reckon, should be... Are we all free on Saturday, the 9th of September? Tiffany. Yes. We are? Yes. Well, alrighty. Disney. Um, why Why are you just going Disney? Because I can't wait to go to Disney. What are you looking forward to most? Halloween merch. Halloween merch. Halloween merch. I see. Not spending time with your family, then. Halloween merch. Not spending time with Halloween your family. Halloween oh merch. God. <laughs> <laughs> You Disney, are Disney, exasperating. Disney, 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 Disney. So, until the next time, I'm trying to find our outro music, but I haven't found it yet. So talk among yourselves. I said that last time. Yeah, you did. And then you Stephen, told me that say you something. wanted a silence. Yeah, there's something about a silence or something. I wanted an, an awkward, awkward silence. awkward silence. Yes. He wanted an awkward silence. Now he's losing his memory because he's getting old okay. and he can't find the. the I can't find what I'm looking for. And now how Has nobody anything to up. say? Um. Stephen, what's going to be your favourite ride for Disneyland? Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor. Is that going to be your favourite? Yeah. What about the new Star Wars stuff? It's still going to be Phantom Manor. Really? I can't wait to eat all the Mickey-shaped food they have. It's they have Mickey-shaped pizzas and Mickey-shaped donuts. You can this is kind of worrying that you're just going there to stuff your face. No, it's not. I'm going to stuff my face and buy merch. And ride all the rides. And you're buying me ears, aren't you? Dad? Am I buying you ears? Yes. Dad? Maybe. Dad? Maybe. You said you would, so you kind of have to keep to your promise. Can you stop putting the music over my voice, please? Very rude. Hello? Hello? Until next time, it's goodbye from me, Robin. Me, Tiff. And me, Steve. Bye, Disney Dreamlight Valley.